Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, welcome back to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And today we have a very interesting case that actually took place not too long ago and not too far from us. So I feel like a lot of our local listeners are going to be like, oh yeah, this moron. We are going to be covering the case of Jason Dalton. He was the Kalamazoo Uber driver killer. If you remember in episode one, I promised that I was going to cover this case and today Oh, yes. When we make promises on Crime Curious, we follow through with them. We keep them. All right. Let's go back to February 20th, 2016 in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which means that it was cold and miserable enough without the shitty events that took place. Right. On this day, a 45-year-old man named Jason Dalton was working as an Uber driver, something that he did part-time, wasn't even his full-time job. The events took place on a Saturday, which is one of the busiest days and nights for Uber drivers in Kalamazoo. Keep in mind that Kalamazoo is not a huge city, but it's not super small either. They do have a Chick-fil-A, which is pretty rare in Michigan. Love me some Chick-fil-A. Oh, God, me too. Me too. So that's something. I think it kind of can give you a little bit of an overview that it's big, but not too big. We have a Chick-fil-A. We do. Well, I shouldn't say we. We're going places. Yeah. We don't live there, but we live within driving distance. So Close enough, yeah. We go there. I go there a lot for work. Anyway, according to a critical incident review of the events, and the link will be in our show notes, of course, it was an excellent resource of information for this case. But a man, according to that review, a man named Matt Mellon went to the Uber app and requested an Uber at 4 p.m. And he needed to be dro- driven to his brother's home. At 421, he was picked up by Jason Dalton driving a silver Chevy Equinox. Just after the ride began, Jason Dalton received a phone call, which he took for just a moment. And just after hanging up from the call, Dalton began to drive erratically, even swerving into the other lane of oncoming traffic at one point. He ignored a stop sign and drove through a median. Can you imagine being in the backseat of that vehicle? Oh, hell no. When Jason Dalton's just like... Okay. Out there wilding it. Um, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm done with this phone call now, so yeah. let me just start swerving all over the road. That would be terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Funny that you should say that, Amber, because my next note here says, Mellon was, of course, scared shitless, pleaded with Dalton to stop. The vehicle sideswept a Ford Focus and continued on. But then he stopped to obey a stop sign. And this is when Mellon used his melon <laughs> and he jumped out of the vehicle. You know what? I was thinking as you were telling me this, I would have done a tuck and roll. So yeah, and kudos I, to Matt. And it really sounds like what he did was wait for the right opportunity. But isn't it interesting how he completely runs one stop sign and then all of a sudden just decides, oh shit, there's a stop sign. I'm going to obey this stop one. Now. Yeah. This one looks more authoritative. I better stop at this one. Right on, Matt Mellon. Good for you. <laughs> yep. So he saw his opportunity, pieced out of there, and he immediately called 911. He gave the vehicle description... And then a be on the lookout was dispatched, okay? I would imagine that after the events that that eventually unfold and Matt Millen learns about them, he is probably feeling like a lucky SOB. Oh, absolutely. 
So next, Dalton went home and ended up calling his wife, Carol, 41 minutes later, asking her where the keys to their HHR was. Because remember, his vehicle just sideswiped a Ford Focus. So his vehicle's damaged. Gotcha. So now he wants this HHR. They arranged, he arranged with his wife to meet at his parents' house, which was about 10 miles from their home, because that's where the vehicle was. Carol had been out running errands with their 10-year-old daughter and 15-year-old son. So his wife agrees to meet him at her parents' house later on. On his way there at 5.15, Dalton accepts another Uber share ride, this time from a girl who wanted a ride for her boyfriend at the Richmond Township apartment complex. She needed him to be picked up. But there was an issue with the address when she originally requested it in the app, so she had to text Dalton to correct the error. This is a text that Dalton did not see. So he arrives at the Richmond Township apartment complex just as a woman named Tiana Carruthers and five children were walking out of the complex to get the mail. According to an article in the Detroit Free Press, Dalton drove recklessly through the parking lot and cut Tiana off. He rolled down his window and asked her if she was Mrs. El- or Miss Eldridge. That's the person who had requested the ride. She responded that she was not that person and just kept walking away, but she made a mental note that she was going to report this vehicle to management because of the way that he was driving erratically through the parking lot. Yeah, so carelessly. Yeah, and just like cut her off as she's walking with these children. Well, a couple minutes go by and she sees him come around again. He's still driving erratically, okay? So this time she tells the children to run and to, quote, not come back here for anything. Not anything. End Good for quote. Her. Then she started screaming at some other children who were playing at a nearby playground. They were unattended. I mean, this is just a playground on an apartment complex facility. Mm-hmm. She started screaming at them to run as well. The children did run, and so did she. I just freaking got chills. <sighs> like, to have that. Good for her, though. Yeah. I mean, she probably saved several lives oh she did in doing this because i'm guessing yes there's more there's more on brave tiana here so what happened next was that dalton opened fire and the first bullet hit tiana in the left arm but she kept running the detroit free press article quotes her saying the next time i got hit in my right leg that's when i fell then my left leg and i'm on the ground at this time and he just kept on shooting 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 oh my gosh yeah this one is so real to me because it is so close i know tiana laid on the ground playing dead which was something that likely saved her life and dalton hits her one more time in the back this bullet went upwards in her body and lodged in her liver where it is still today because the surgery to remove it would risk her life oh my gosh so she did live through this she did she is a survivor Tiana saved those children with her quick action and took four bullets, suffering two broken thigh bones, a shattered upper arm bone, and liver damage. But she survived. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that she did survive. Yes. She saved those children. Yes. And we'll get we'll get to where she what she's doing today. Remember how Dalton had ended up at the apartment complex looking for someone else, but the customer had texted Dalton with an address correction? Well, Dalton had called the would-be customer at 6.05, so the Miss Eldridge, after seeing her text, which was about 20 minutes after his shooting spree. And he told her that he could not make the pickup because, quote, something had come up, end oh, yeah. quote. Something had something. come up. That's how cash he is. 
something had come up. I just shot up a playground full of children. Yeah, I just, I shot someone, Mm -hmm. and so I can't make it. Sorry. Sorry, you'll have to take a taxi. By this time, she had actually already got another ride for her boyfriend, which is probably another person who feels extremely lucky to be alive today. Oh, heck yes. Directly after the shooting, Dalton ran a stoplight at a busy intersection and hit another car and then drove off which was reported to 911. So basically, this dude just be wildin' all over Kazoo, which is what the locals call Kalamazoo. The dispatcher who took the first complaint on Dalton from Mr. Mellon, remember him? Uh-huh. Recognized the vehicle description coming over the scanner for the be on the lookout, because he's still in that Chevy Equinox that he sideswiped the Ford Focus with. Okay, okay, so he didn't switch vehicles. Not yet, because he is literally on his way to his parents' house to switch vehicles when he decided to take that, respond to the rideshare on his Uber app to go pick up Mrs. Eldridge's boyfriend. He was en route. He was, to his parents' house, but he decided to, oh, like, I can pick this person up on the way. Okay, gotcha. So now he's in this this, uh, Chevy Equinox. He has now hit two vehicles. The... 911 dispatcher recognized, wait, that is the vehicle that a little while ago Mm -hmm. had just been in a hit and run, Mm -hmm. which good on that person. So what the 911 dispatcher does is called Mr. Mellon back and asked for the driver's name and photo to be text to her personal phone. Because, of course, the police line can't accept phone, you know, texts and photos. So, of course, Mr. Mellon complies and informed the dispatcher that although the Uber app said that his driver's name was Jason. The driver actually introduced himself as another name, a name that at the time Mellon could not recall. So to me, this tells me that from the very beginning, Jason Dalton was planning his actions and already trying to throw things off by giving a fake name. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With giving a fake name, it sounds like he had this you know, I'm not sure why. I don't know if we'll get to that, but he was definitely planning this. Yes, which is, it, that's an important note because later in his defense, it just makes no sense with what he, why he says that he did all this. So even though he's accepting rides from the Uber app that shows his real name and photo, he's giving this fake name, which tells me he's just fucking brilliant. Oh, like, yeah. Come on. According to an NBC article, Next, he goes and meets up with his wife as originally planned at his parents' house. He told them that his car had been sideswiped and that he'd been shot at by an angry taxi driver because he had picked up one of the taxi driver's potential customers with his Uber app. Okay, so now he's claiming somebody else shot at him. Are we projecting just a little bit here? Maybe just a little bit. Jesus. So he assures his family that Uber is handling the incident and all will be fine. And yeah, Uber will handle the incident. All right, Jason. God, Jason. He sucks. He does. He does. That's the name of this game, though. Yeah, they all suck. suck. They all suck. (laughs) The critical incident report said that he also gave Carol a handgun and told her that it was not safe to be at their house right now. He told her not to go to work on Monday or to take the kids to school. So it's super nice of him to be concerned for his loved one's safety, but he just shot up a playground of children. So, puke. Uh, yeah. Like, you, yep. like hey, honey, I shot up Keizu, so... Mm-hmm. Might want to lay low. Yeah, probably don't want to go to work and school. He, of course, isn't telling her that. The information he's giving her is like, 
yeah, this taxi driver shot at me, you know, wrecked my vehicle, Uber's handling it, so I'm going to take our other vehicle right now, continue my night of Ubering. Oh, and so he was here's gonna... this handgun. Oh, yeah. Because he uh, before he left her again with their other vehicle, he switches vehicles as he originally planned. He tells her, quote, my name won't be on TV, but you will know it's me, end quote. Listen, Carol, honey, baby, sweetie pie. <laughs> Carol, Carol, Carol. <laughs> if this is not a red flag, baby, I don't know what is. Was Carol, uh, does it say anything about Carol sweating a little bit, asking questions? I do not know her perspiration level at this point. I need to know how much she was sweating. I'm going to say that she definitely felt like something wasn't right, especially when your husband hands you a handgun. Yeah. That, to me, I'm going to have more questions. Not Carol, though. She's just like, here's your sack lunch, sweetheart. Have a good night. Off he goes in... In her, so he's Ubering on He's now. Ubering on <laughs> in her black Chevy HHR. Also, he was going to use a Hummer, his parents' Hummer, which is just what this asshole needs, a military-grade type vehicle. But oh, yeah, to complete his mission. Yeah, but luckily it wouldn't start. So does Carol get the Equinox now? They traded vehicles. Yep. Carol gets the mashed up Equinox. He's now taking the her black HHR because the Hummer wouldn't start. So he was gonna, what a guy, he leaves Carol with the yeah. the vehicle that they're probably looking for around uh, Kalamazoo, right? Because and a handgun. That's why. Like, the police are looking for this, sweetheart, so you're going to need this handgun. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's swell. Jason, you bastard. He's a swell guy. Well, I just feel also like the fact that the Hummer would not start. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Oh, yeah. Because now he's rolling around in a black Chevy HHR, which was like the most, I don't know, isn't that like a, is that like the SUV If type? you guys drove an HHR, please don't take offense to this, but me personally, they are some of the ugly, it looks like, it's just one of the ugliest vehicles I've ever seen. Is it kind of like a cruiser? I don't even think they make them. Yes. But it's like long. I don't okay. even think yep. they make them anymore. I might be wrong about that. You, someone's going to tweet me. Or what I call it earlier? The twiddler? <laughs> the twiddler, yes. Not great. Somebody's going to twiddle you. <laughs> yeah, someone is going to twiddle me, not in the good way, and tell me that they own an HHR and I offended them. It's a them. good vehicle. And yes, it's, it's and maybe is. it is. But here she is. Now he, here he's got a new vehicle. So the police are looking for this Equinox. He but he's putting his it. wife in. Sp- and children. Yes, he's got his two his, kids. Yes, 10 year old and 15 year old. Yep. So, at 6.44, shortly after leaving his parents' house, he withdraws money from an ATM and then went back to his residence to obtain more guns. The amount of money that he withdraw, withdrew, excuse me, was not, it was like 200 and some dollars. It wasn't profound by any means. Something you should understand is that this guy had a serious hard-on for guns. Something that the police learned later after searching him, his home and completing interviews with families and neighbors. He did not have a license to carry a concealed weapon, however, but he had visited a gun store earlier in the day, I guess just to look at them, which seems, okay, it seems weird, but like when you really have an, an affinity for something, I won't lie, I love me a good steak. Sometimes I go into the meat department just to stare Snoop at the meat. Snoop around a little bit. Yeah. 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 And it's not like in a creepy look at the dead flesh way. It's just like, Look man, at that meat. Yeah. I, you know. I love me a good slab. I love me a good cake. <laughs> I just need to look at it sometimes and appreciate it. All of our vegetarian listeners are like, 
about oh, to vomit right for now. For sure. I'm so sorry, guys, but that is what it is. We all have our things. So he's looking at guns, which mm-hmm. probably isn't out of the ordinary, but Probably also, with the same love in his eyes that I look at a steak. At a steak. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But he, also, though, like... It's the day of, correct? So it it makes you wonder. This is where it gets a little weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he definitely had some wheels turning. It is now 8 p.m. and Jason accepts another Uber ride share on the app. He drove the customer almost two miles and dropped that customer off without an incident. Then he immediately accepts another Uber ride share and took that customer nearly six miles without any incident. And then now it's 9.41 p.m. He takes three passengers from a Fairfield Inn, which is located next to a Cracker Barrel restaurant. This is a place that he would later return to and change lives forever. The reason that I mentioned the fact that he was doing these Uber shares without incident becomes important later for his defense. Okay, that's why I'm mentioning that. So he takes these three people for a 24-minute car ride that they later described as typical and uneventful, like the dude wasn't just shooting up someone and driving recklessly hours earlier. At 9.58 p.m., a 53-year-old man named Richard Smith pulls into a Kia dealership on Stadium Drive with his 17-year-old son, Tyler, and Tyler's girlfriend, Alexis, to look at some cars. I, too, like to look at cars when the salespeople are not there. Sorry if you're a sales person, but I have anxiety about that. Oh, yeah. It's so much better to be able to look when they're not there. It is. Too much pressure. They're just standing there innocently looking at cars. At 10.01 p.m., Jason Dalton pulls in with his black HHR and parks a few spaces away from Mr. Smith's vehicle. He approached Richard and Tyler, asked them what they were looking at, and before they could respond, he let off approximately 15 rounds at directly at them and killed them both right there. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Why even ask the question if you're not going to let them answer? Like, my why talk just to them? dropped. Like, I wasn't expecting. Just like that. Just point blank like that. Now, Alexis had remained in the vehicle, and he likely never even knew that she was there. This broke my heart, you guys. She crawled out of the vehicle and had to use her boyfriend's oh, phone to dial 911. Alexis. Oh, I know. my gosh. If you're listening, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you went through this. This is hard because it's, you know, I remember when this happened. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing about it. I didn't know the specific details. Me either. I started researching it. I had had a little bit, but not, not to what you find when you research a case and really get into it. So Alexis was found hiding in the back of Mr. Smith's vehicle. Because after the shooting, she did not know that Dalton had fled the parking lot because he actually drove around, went around the other side of the building. And so she had no idea that he had actually left. So she's thinking he might still be around, which I would probably be thinking the same. Me too. So she did exactly as she should. I mean, she got the phone, she called 911 and then hid in in, uh, Mr. Smith's vehicle. 911 had also received calls from a Burger King across the street where witnesses had heard the shots and saw people on the ground. Some even had the wits about them to capture video of Dalton driving away. So now they knew that the asshole changed vehicles. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. Yes. That's good, though. Yep. At the time this 911 call came in, crime scene technicians were, excuse me, technicians, were just taking down the crime scene tape at the apartments that he had terrorized hours earlier. Can you imagine what's going through their minds? Like, 
Fuck this, no, I just cleaned this, this mess up. Again? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, of course, they're ra- they're racing to obtain surveillance video from the dealership, and as they wait, they get another shots fired call. According to the critical incident timeline, at 10:17 p.m., not 10 minutes later, after the shootings at the Kia dealership, Dalton pulled into the Cracker Barrel that I mentioned earlier. It was five minutes from the dealership, and he approached a white van with an elderly woman in the driver's no, seat. Stop. It's going to get rough, so just give Yeah. Mm. She rolled down her window. He asked her a question, just like he did with Mr. Smith and his son, and then he fatally shot her. He then, I hate him so much. It gets worse. Let me get through it. Okay. All right. He then walked around the vehicle to a car that was parked right next to the white van, a Chevy Cruze, and shot all four passengers in that vehicle. All five of those victims were friends and family, you guys. They were just enjoying a meal together on a Saturday night. The driver of the white van was 62-year-old Mary Lou Nye. The driver of the vehicle next to it, the Cruze, was 60-year-old Mary Jo Nye. Notice the same first and last names. These two beautiful ladies were sister-in-laws married to brothers. Oh my gosh. Ah, I can't take it. So. This makes me so sad because if you ugh. think about just any night you're going out to eat or something, mm-hmm. with your meet your family. At Cracker Barrel. It yep. is the most innocent grandmothery place to ever eat. Oh, you I go know. to Cracker Barrel to eat with your grandparents. Cracker Barrel is like the most wholesome, it is. senior citizen friendly place. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. They have delicious food. He needs to burn in hell for mm-hmm. eternity for picking Cracker Barrel and... And grandmas. Oh my gosh. Well, also in the Chevy Cruze was 68-year-old Barbara Hawthorne, 74-year-old Dorothy Brown, and hold on, 14-year-old Abigail Kopf. How would you say that? K-O-P-F. Sorry, Abigail. Abigail Kopf. She was in the passenger seat and she suffered a bullet wound to the head, but she did survive. I do. I remember this girl. Mm -hmm. This is the one that I did follow with this case mm-hmm. um, because she did survive and she fought hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know where she is fighter. today, but she, I followed her um, recovering. And I will get to that. Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. Barb and Dorothy were in the back seat and I just picture how sweet it was that the Grammys let her sit up front. She was up, you know, oh. Abigail was up front. This scum killed a group of Grammys, you guys. Let him burn. There is no forgiveness for that. No, no. And I do think that I say it later, but Dorothy was actually not biologically related to Abigail, but was like a grandma to her. So they just took her out to, she's 14. She's with you the know? grandma, yes, with the, with all with the her girls. Friends. Yes, out with the oh, girls having dinner. This guy. Yeah. Now, at 1040, the police had really good video of Dalton from the dealership cameras because they had just upgraded to HD. So they finally have a description to alert everyone. They even posted it on their Facebook page, too. This resulted in a flooding of calls of suspicious activity and reports of a black HHR, but a lot of them were unfounded, unfortunately. So Dalton now just continues to pick up ride shares and drop people off without incident. He picked it up at 12.04, at 12.12. So he's, I love how he's just out Ubering, no yeah. big deal. He's yeah. still pe- picking people up. And then just randomly shooting, I'm sure you'll get to why, but just randomly Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to shoot these people. Yes. 
The 12, the passengers that he picked up at 12, 12 a.m. asked if he was the killer and he replied, no. Oh, okay. That was easy, guys. So the news, I mean, I told you, Kalamazoo is a big city, but it's not a big city. It's not that big. No. So they're hearing about all of this because this was, you know, his last one was a little after 10. It was like 10, 20 or so. Right? So, yeah, it's a couple hours have passed for news to get around. Oh, are you that killer? No. All right. That'll do. Sure. So, okay. Oh, Lord. So, guys. so did they get, they got in with him then? They did. They so got in with him. Are you that killer? He, he said no, no. And they're like, yep. Okay. Then, shortly after that, he takes the, tw- the passengers from 1212 to where they needed to go. And then shortly after that, he picks up three more passengers. Yeah, three more passengers, and they even ask him if he's the killer because they had heard the news, and Dalton replies with, quote, Wow, that's crazy. No way. I'm not that guy, end quote. If you have to ask if the guy's the killer, do not get in the vehicle with him. I'm a little bit speechless with Use that. your noggin. I'm going to guess they probably were intoxicated. This is, you know, 1230 yeah, in the morning. it's late at night. It's a Saturday night. We're going to kick up our heels and paint the town red. Because they're already looking for this, the HHR, right? At this point, they know that they are. The, the vehicle that this guy has been driving around yep. shooting in this vehicle. Yes. So I, I'm just kind of thinking if one would have pulled up. As my ride, I, it would have been a hard pass for me. For sure. I know. But, again, it's a college town, too. Who is to say that these weren't just young, no offense to young college kids, but yeah. sometimes, you know, our frontal lobe's not fully developed yet. And yeah, so, nothing against the kids. No, but... but they just don't have that. They're indestructible, you know, at that age. Just so reliving this. Well, I shouldn't say reliving because I didn't go through it, but... So much anxiety, like, right. knowing that he's out there yeah. just driving around Ubering. Just waddling. Just waddling. Just waddling. Still waddling around. Just waddling in his HHR. <laughs> that is what HHRs do, I feel like. They're a waddling vehicle. Um, yeah, so now we're at 1240, you guys, and the police pulled the vehicle over and Dalton was arrested. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good. He was wearing a bulletproof vest. He had other guns in the car, and had one tucked in his belt in the back. See, this makes me wonder, like, was he planning for a a shootout of some kind? I absolutely think so. 100%. According to an article in The Guardian, at first Dalton was pleading the fifth, but after the police told him that he had fatally shot a 17-year-old kid, Dalton said he was sorry and he admitted to the shootings when he was being arrested. Are you ready for it? I don't know if I am. Uh, Here it comes. me. Here it comes. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. He claimed the Uber app was what was responsible for deciding who lived and who died. I'm sorry, what? Yep. He said that the symbol on the app was like that of the Order of the Eastern Star, whatever the fuck that means, and it overtook his body, and when someone needed to die... The devil's head would appear on the app. Don't you just hate it when the devil appears on your iPhone? Oh, what? God, if I had a dollar for every time the devil came to my iPhone. I'm so taken aback. Aback. <laughs> I, I wish you guys could see her face. She said that. I can't. Yep. Apparently, he had had said out loud that... The app resembled the Order of the Eastern Star, and if he had never said that out loud, then none of this would have happened, and the iPhone really can take you over. Those are his claims. 
I am not shitting you. I can't even right now. I can't yeah. process that. My mind cannot process this. I don't. Process this now, right now, I will admit I've been sucked into my iPhone on more than one occasion, but it's usually to watch like food prepping videos. Yeah, probably of meat. A pod <laughs> not gonna last. <laughs> those steak. Uh, those videos. steak videos. Damn it! <laughs> I love it when they're beating it with the. Uh, what is that? Oh, called? the meat uh, tenderizer. Tenderizer. Ah, me a good meat. tenderizing. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Amber loves a good tenderizing. I'm sorry. We have to break up the seriousness sometimes because this shit is heavy. It is. It's so heavy. I need yeah. that laughter is how I cope. Me so. too. Me too. At inappropriate times. Sorry. Hopefully you guys can relate to that. Otherwise, you think we are sick fucks right now. This is a quote from the article that said, Dalton described the devil figure as a horned cow head. Oh my god, our steak jokes actually have been really fitting. I didn't even I didn't think yes. about that. Yeah. So he described the devil figure as a horned cow head, and then it would give you an assignment and it would literally take over your whole body. Those were his direct words, end quote. Was this a first time thing for him? Just all yeah. of a sudden he's like, Oh my god. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, we get this to it. It's got me. <sighs> and not to make a joke of it, I, I'm not trying to do that, but no, I can't this is ridiculous. wrap my brain around oh, this. And spoiler alert, he is not deemed insane later. Okay. okay. So we're not I would never let you make fun of somebody who is actually mentally ill that way, but he was found to be completely competent. Okay. I, w- I was gonna ask if there was yeah. some mental illness no. going on because this seems to to have a Pretty mental illness far-fetched. feel. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying he doesn't have some depression and yeah, some issues, there's, there's... but he was not deemed insane at the time of these events. Okay. No, no. He was just, cowhead, I must kill. That darn iPhone. Yeah. I don't know why It'll he's get talking like a 1920s news reporter. <laughs> <laughs> like a newsie trying to sell the news. That's just in. I don't know why I use that voice. I'm so sorry. Oh. Uh, Dalton told police that he did not aim his gun. And he does not remember the shootings, only the bang, bang, bang of the gunfire, which is the percussion of the gun, as it went off. He also admitted that the reason he was pleading the fifth at first was because he didn't want to come off as crazy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't want to make a bad impression, guys. I would hate for you guys to think negatively of me. Okay. Holy shit. So he denies any drug and alcohol use prior to this. Was he tested? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so there, there was, was nothing? No, uh, no factor of drug and alcohol. And prior to this, he didn't have any criminal history or a history of mental illness wow. at all. Right? This he's is 45. Just, yeah. Totally normal white dude with and a dad. Like, oh, my, today's, my, my iPhone's telling me to go. Right. That's just, it's so crazy to me. He's a totally normal white dude with a dad bod. Yeah. That's all he is. Such a dad bod. Such a dad bod. It's real bad. The orange... We'll post a picture. Orange, not his color. Some colleagues that that were interviewed at a previous job where he was an insurance adjuster said that there were a couple of times when he'd fly off the handle and scream at a customer and that he'd be reprimanded for it. But that's a really long jump to take from poor customer service to murder, I feel like. Pretty extreme. Yeah. And especially for Dalton, because like I said, from what I can tell, he's just like an average overweight Stumpy looking dude. He is stumpy. He is stumpy. That is the right word. We tell it like it is here yes. at Crime Curious. His wife did tell police that the days leading up to the shootings, her husband had acted off and slightly down and depressed. Dalton also told police that this was just a random thing. There was no rhyme or reason to who the app would tell him to kill. Now, what's interesting to me is that although he is known as the Uber driver killer, 
he actually did not harm anyone that he provided an Uber service to, if yeah, you think about it. Yeah, I found that interesting, too, because it's like he would go shoot random people yeah. and then go Uber for a bit. He would. He was not... I'm not... So, again, I'm not really sure how the app was deciding who lived or who died here, dude. Because you didn't actually kill... Now, Matt Mellon probably felt like he was about to die. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the guy from the beginning, he did start wild and out. Starting, yeah, driving around crazy. Yep, but he didn't actually shoot him. And he had guns on him at that time. So, yeah, uh, I just feel like your defense is depleting a little bit. I, I really, I believe there was probably no rhyme or reason to the shootings, but the Definitely. fact that he had a bulletproof vest on mm-hmm. and It tells me guns, he was looking for a fight. Yeah, he was right? planning, like, maybe a big ending to well, those. And he'd given his wife a handgun, told her not to go to work, told her not to take the kids to school. Mm-hmm. He was preparing for a showdown. That's that's what I think. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a showdown this was... This is not the Wild West, buddy. This is Kalamazoo, Michigan. Come on, pal. So on February 22nd, 2016, Dalton was arraigned, arraigned on 16 charges, including six counts of murder, two counts of assault with the intent to commit murder, and eight counts of using a firearm during the commission of a felony. In March of 2016, he was ordered a psychiatric evaluation, which was found that he was competent to stand trial by the Michigan Center for Forensic Psychiatry. Sorry, Dalt, your insanity Uber app jargon is not going to save you. His lawyers did try, though. On May 20th, 2016, a preliminary hearing was set to determine if there was enough evidence to get him uh, against him to try him on all charges. Tiana Carruthers was part of this phase of the trial, and during her testimony, Dalton stood up and made unintelligible outbursts that caused him to be handcuffed and led out of the courtroom. They were able to finish the trial that day. He just had to attend via video conference. What was he doing? I think they couldn't make it. I mean, he was just acting amok. Okay. They couldn't make out any of the sounds. I think it was a complete show that he... Trying to be insane just, or yes, show insanity. exactly. Show his insanity. I also think he wanted the fuck out of that courtroom because he was staring down one of his victims and it made him uncomfortable and itchy. I love me some Tiana. I know. I mean... Strong. Oh, yeah. She saved the kid. She's testifying. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She is. And I do have more on her. Don't worry. So in June, they entered a plea of insanity. And so therefore, he had to undergo... All the full-on psychiatric evaluation stuff, which delayed the legal proceedings by over a year. Finally, on January 7th, 2019, the jury was set to be selected, and Dalton just pled guilty to all the charges. Oh, imagine that. Yep. He just, because he was deemed not, you know, not insane. So he's strung so it out he a year with all did. the evals, and, and then he's like, oh, he okay. wasn't I- getting the insanity plea, so he was like, okay, I guess I might as well. Why go Screw through it, the trial? Screw it, guilty. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the cow devil, devil cow. Double the cow demon. All I can think of is steak now. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't show up in prison for him. I don't know. ABC News reported that Abigail lives with a plate in her skull as part of her skull had to be reconstructed. It was not an easy recovery for her as one surgery caused her to get a really bad infection and she got really sick. Initially, the doctors did not believe that she would wake up at all because the damage was just so severe. And then one day, while they were making plans for organ donation, she squeezed her mother Vicky's hand. I remember hearing about that. It's just... It's amazing. It's it truly amazing that she recovered from this. It is. So here she is with, she's got a, I didn't say it earlier, but she has a metal plate 
um, in her ha- in her skull now permanently. She was hospitalized for two months and had to learn how to walk again, but she is a survivor nonetheless. Yes. Abigail still suffers from headaches and occasional seizures today, but she is thriving. One article I read said that Barbara, if you'll remember, one of the victims, Barbara, forced Abigail to get down, which likely saved her life. Oh. And she was the one that was like a grandmother to her. I might have said Dorothy earlier, but it's it's Barbara, so sorry. I gotcha. Fix that. Gotcha. I'm sure all of them were very grandmothering oh, to that's her. So so sad. It's amazing mm-hmm. she lived, but she was in the vehicle when mm-hmm. this happened. I yes. can't and even now she's imagine living with that trauma mm-hmm. and the physical repercussions too. Tiana Carruthers had a long recovery as well, but in 2020 she was nominated for the Congressional Medal of Honor for her bravery in saving the six children's lives. Oh, feels. Mm-hmm. I know chills. Yes. Quoted by the Detroit Free Press. She was, sorry, excuse me, she was quoted by the Detroit Free Press saying that she does not think that she did anything spectacular or brave. She thinks that she did what any parent or adult would have done. Oh, bless her little heart. See, I I disagree. I think she did something amazing because I I don't know that everybody would have thought to do that when there's this crazy person driving around. He hadn't started shooting yet, right? He had not started shooting yet. She just had an instinct. He was driving around crazy and... For her to yell at them to run and to not come back for anything. Yeah. And you guys, Kalamazoo can be a rough place. I won't deny that. Yes, it can be. But stuff like this does not happen every single day there, for sure. No, and I don't even know if if my mind would would have went there. Immediately told all of these children that are playing on the playground just to run. Mm -hmm. I know. I, it was it's amazing to me. That was an instinct. I mean, I think she she is amazing for what she did, and she may not be giving herself enough credit, right? <laughs> because, like you said, I mean, it's Kalamazoo. Yes, there's some crime, but around our areas, right. things don't happen like not that. Like that, right? So I don't know well, that I would have thought about it. So right is instinctually like that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Later, former President Obama talked with the city's mayor and commended the Kalamazoo police force for their swift action in locating and apprehending Dalton, which likely saved lives. So well done, Kalamazoo police. Yes. I've actually worked with plenty of times. I have a lot of good things to say about them. They put up with a lot of heavy stuff in that community, for sure. So I'm happy to see that their response time was quick, appropriate, and they got commended for it. Yeah, good job, guys. Now, I'm going to end the story with a bit of a personal story. I probably won't get through it without crying a little bit, so just bear with me. I'm not going to say the victim's name or the daycare that I was at for privacy's sake. I had an investigation about a year after these shootings at a daycare center where one of the victims had worked. They had her photograph with a beautiful verse hanging on the wall, and the owner told me with a smile on her lips and tears running down her face, what a beautiful soul they had lost that day. And she told me about how the community rallied around the families and even used their facility's gym to hold funeral services because there were just that many people who wanted to support and pay their respects. It was obvious to me as I walked out of that facility that day that the community had lost special people. I wish you could have seen the love that her own boss had in her eyes when she spoke about her and the others that she knew. Well, you got me a little <laughs> there you, there eyed over there here, it Charnel. It was, oh, that's uh, so that's so sweet, but so heartbreaking. It is, and I was it was it was a beautiful photo that they oh. had. Um, I learned a lot about how strong of a community Kalamazoo 
is and just how special these ladies were. All right. So that's it. That's my case. Allow me to go cry myself to sleep now. But yeah, I'm going to probably cry later. I, I am. A, I cry very easily. Do so. we have wine? Let's get some <laughs> wine out. So, you know... Here at Crime Curious, we don't leave you like that. We always vow to leave you with a smile on your face and a laugh in your heart. So here it comes, our brain bath for the day. My favorite part. Amber's favorite part besides the fact that we get to drink wine while we record. Okay, so it's my second favorite part. Second favorite part. part. Mine too. Okay. (laughs) This one comes to us all the way from the United Kingdom. When a 32-year-old man received three years in jail because he was found hanging upside down from a window at a terrace house that he was trying to break into in Kent. I love it. One report said his belt loop got caught. He had nowhere to go. And this is why I wear leggings, you guys. <laughs> if he would have been wearing he leggings. Been wearing leggings like a cat burglar. <laughs> He, he would not be problem. caught. Mm-hmm. No. Have you seen the meme on Facebook that asks why belt loops only get caught on kitchen drawers when you're in a foul mood? I I haven't. You haven't? No. Isn't that so true, though? Have you ever got a belt loop caught on a kitchen drawer? Oh, yeah. It the is worst. the worst. Yes. And it only seems to happen when you're pissed off already. Yes. Right? Which just aggravates the whole situation. So I'm wondering if this guy is like, why do my belt loops only get caught when I'm committing a crime? Right. I couldn't imagine... Just trying to break into this house right. here. God damn it, I just want to break into this house. I could not imagine coming home and seeing a grown-ass man hanging from my window. <laughs> because, listen, the type of person that I am, after I call 911, I'm fucking with the guy. I'm taking a selfie. Oh, for sure! With him I behind could, me. I'm going to be like, hey, you ticklish? Like, <laughs> I got your nose. You know, like, just ridiculous stuff. Like, oh my god, your shoe is untied. <laughs> just kidding. No, it's not. I made you look, though. So, did the homeowner find the guy... Like, they drove drove up and he was... Yes, they walked into their their place. What was it, a terrace-like apartment? Yeah. That's amazing. They're just, like, getting home from Din Din. Like, oh, my God, (laughs) there's a random dude hanging from upside down from our window. (laughs) I love it. Right. I would love to have the burglars that do stuff like that. You know, you had a pancake, the guy that was making pancakes. Yeah. In the previous episode. Washing the dishes. Yes. No, I'm going to get the... like Night Stalker or something like guy. that. Yeah. yeah. Or the BTK killer that just hides in your home for days before killing you. Oh, God. That's one of my fears. For sure. I check still to this day as a grown-ass adult. Don't think that I don't check to make sure that no one's in my tub before I go pee-pee. Oh, all the, I check room to room usually yeah, when I get home. It's just, I gotta know what's hap- what happened while I was gone. He made it, this guy made it easy. He, he did. Just he, hanging out Just hanging out upside. upside down in the window. Also, you know, you can die from hanging upside down for too long. So yeah, I the do blood wonder. flow to your yeah. head. Yeah, he probably was not feeling great. Yeah. So anyway, well, guys, we hope that you keep it curious and keep coming back to us. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.